indeed it has indeed mm-hmm. how was how are you doing today um i'm very tired mm-hmm. it's late but, uh, it is very late here i've yes. had a full day mm-hmm. and i'm ready to go sleep because i have early morning so all of those things that's how i am all those things okay mm-hmm. Fair enough. And you had a good holiday? I did. Um, went to the beach with the bestie and her family. Thanksgiving Day, there were about 25-ish of us or so at mm-hmm. a resort, and it was lovely. Um, lots of great food, great fun. We did karaoke and... Mm-hmm. Just laughed and talked and sat out and looked at the water. Nice. Um, yeah, so it was very peaceful. This week, not so much, but um, mm. oh, God, sorry. No problem. Um, but yeah, but it shall be better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm, very good. Um, I too have had a long day. I have been near and far, so I'm happy to be at home. It's raining cats and dogs here in LA, although it has actually slowed down just like in the last hour or so. Yes, I heard, I saw on Facebook everyone going, (laughs) Yay, it's raining! Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know. It's so few and far between. And the last time, well, we did have a nice little rain shower, like I want to say a week or so ago, but it was very much like, you know, overnight and that was it. Like this has actually gone on um, throughout. (laughs) I mean, for us, it seems like such a big deal. Like it started um, probably around uh, late evening, afternoon, late afternoon, early evening and has continued through on and off through the night and through all all day to day. Oh wow, yeah, that's a big so deal. that's a big deal here, <laughs> um, and um, and pretty substantial. Not just like a, a shower, but like some lots of long periods of really heavy rain. So you know, as you know, okay. the streets are flooded and people are acting like they don't know how to drive and all those things. Uh, but... We're not altering how they drive for the weather yeah or over all trains so i literally on the freeway this morning i was in the fast lane so like you know right next to the carpool lane um and traffic was in front of the car in front of me was moving at a normal clip but the car in front of me was going 40 miles an hour on the 405 (laughs) and i was like okay so slow down sure um but could you 
not you don't need to go 40 miles per hour on the freeway like she needs to go 40 well and she can in in about three lanes to the right would have no, been I, I it's it's america i can decide where i want to drive Mm-mm. no you're if i was a cop somewhere. i would have pulled her over but unfortunately not i'm not you're not the boss of me i could do what i wanted to do so yeah so there was that and then you had the people who were, yeah, like you said, not correcting at all and still going like 90. So I was like, you know what, people, just somewhere between 40 and 90 is where we really want to land spot. here. Sweet yeah. spot. Just that sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. How, was your, how was your holiday? I know you didn't go to your sister's. No, I did not go anywhere. I uh, worked and it was lovely. Um, work is um, work can be, and this year was fun on a holiday on Thanksgiving. We had a big uh, potluck in the emergency department. I made a dish. Um, it was a mashed sweet potato brulee. Again, who the hell are you? I know. And it was <sighs> very well received, quite tasty, and also healthy and low calorie. So that's what I need in my life because I have not been eating that way. Mm. Yeah, I actually did pretty good. There was a ton of food at the job, but like I made good choices and, you know, um, I was definitely full, but we like, and mostly it was more like there was just so much food around that like we just were kind of buffet style like just kind of like you know picking up a little plate of this a spoonful of that like here and there all day long so I definitely was like not tracking really well (laughs) what all all I was consuming but ultimately when I look back over it I was like you know what it was really not that bad um yeah I ate way too much ham I know I did Mm, ham delicious I'm like only time like only meat I really want on the holidays is honey baked ham that's very much. It uh, is well. delicious. I like so a good nice. honey baked ham. Oh my gosh. So and you know what I miss? This is so random, but um hmm. my friend's sister made was making potato salad because we have potato salad and not mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving. Okay. And she instead of picking up like the pickled relish, she accidentally picked up pickled jalapenos. And <laughs> oh, that's a big difference. It is. And she decided to put it in her mantle or like, you know, try it, you know, to put it in. And it was actually delicious. And you know what it made me homesick for? Hmm. The spicy potato salad at Mendocino Farms. Okay. I love that stuff. It's so good. Okay. Hmm. So I had a little hmm. had a moment. Okay, I did. I was like, I love, and I had potato salad today for dinner. It was not good. Hey, people, people of America, <laughs> listen up. If you're, if you're, listen up. If you're making potato salad, mm-hmm. don't play around. Get okay. those bell peppers away from the potato salad. Crunchy stuff. Just say no. They shouldn't. No no crunchy texture in your potato salad. No crunchy texture in my potato salad. The crunchiest thing should be like relish. And that's not that crunchy. That's what I'm talking about. And they're little. Big pieces of bell pepper and onion. Fooey. Get it out of there. Oh, 
Okay, strong stance. It is. Oh God, I'm so mad. Ugh. Like, how dare you? And it didn't have enough tang to it. Needed more, like tang. mustard or something, vinegar mm-hmm. or some like yeah. Needed more twang. Hmm, All right, there and there I go. Yeah, I love potato salad. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of potato salad. Okay. Uh, this is um, this is Andrea. Oh, I'm Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna introduce us both. I was like, Doo-doo-doo. I'm waiting. No, I, was, I was waiting say for my you. Name, say my name. <laughs> and this is wait. Tell me everything. A podcast where we catch up and chit-chat. Yes, a podcast. I told you that I realized there is another podcast with the very same premise. Although there are a million podcasts, so that was bound to There's a million podcasts, so, you know, Mm -hmm. we're we're original in our own way, in our own right. Yeah, we didn't know they existed, so how about that? Until we were a good few episodes in. Until we already had our own good idea. How about that? Right. Yeah, so... So there. So there, missies. No. <laughs> missies and misters. Mm-hmm. People uh, in the places. They are the things. things. Doing the things. Thinking the thoughts. Yeah, use. Use people. Yeah, shut it. Gayete. <laughs> and in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that is terrific. Okay. Yeah. Newsworthy. I have, so I only have one story for newsworthy because I think it's um, pretty multifaceted and I I thought we might spend a good chunk of time on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do have two articles on it. Um, So the first one is um, from um, CBS News Online and the, um, The dateline is um, a few days ago, November 26th. Headline reads, Indian officials cautiously trying to recover Americans' body from remote island. Um, So this is out of New Delhi. Uh, Indian officials have traveled repeatedly in recent days near the remote island where an American missionary was killed by people who have long resisted the outside world. But they have not set foot onto North Sentinel Island since the killing, and it remains unclear if they will. American John Allen Chow was killed by islanders in mid-November after paying fishermen to smuggle him to the island where outsiders are effectively forbidden by Indian law. The fishermen told authorities that they saw the Sentinelese people bury Chow's body on the beach. The notes Chow left behind said he wanted to bring Christianity to the islanders. Um, uh, Professor um, P.C. Joshi, an anthropologist out of Delhi University, says if there is a death, then the cause of death should be known. And he understands why authorities, therefore, are wanting to recover the body. Um, He says, of course, we can't prosecute the islanders if they killed Chow. Um, 
but he noted it may already be too late to learn much from the body since the heat and humidity of North Sentinel will cause rapid decomposition. Ultimately, it's becoming futile, he said. Um, The Sentinelese, whose scholars believe are descendants of Africans who migrated to the area about 50,000 years ago, survive on on the small forested island by hunting, fishing, and gathering wild plants. The president of the nonprofit International Christian Concern told BBC this was at least the third time Chow tried to meet with the tribe. Um, this is uh, Jeff King um, speaking. He says he was determined to reach these people with the gospel and was deeply burdened for these guys. It was a sacrificial act. He knew it was dangerous. Uh, The article goes on, almost nothing is known of Sentinelese except that they attack outsiders with spears or bows and arrows. Um, Dependera Pefek, who's the director general of the police on the Adaman and Nicobar Island groups, says they are a treasure. We cannot go and force our way in. We don't want to harm them. A boat carrying police and other officials approached North Sentinel on Friday and Saturday watching the Sentinelese through binoculars. On Saturday, the tribesmen were armed with spears, bows, and arrows, but they did not attempt to shoot them at the authorities, Pathak said. We watched them from a distance, and they watched us from a distance, he said. Officials have not given up on recovering the body, but they are moving very gingerly and studying the 2006 killing of fishermen whose boat had drifted onto the island. He said, we are looking carefully at what happened then, and what the Sentinelese did. We are consulting anthropologists to see what kind of friendly gesture we can make. The islanders buried the two fishermen in 2006 on the beach, but dug up the corpses after a few days and propped them upright. Authorities apparently never recovered those bodies and the killings were never investigated. There has been no significant contact with the Sentinelese for generations. Anthropologists used to occasionally drop off gifts of coconuts and bananas, but even those visits were stopped years ago. So that's the first article, obviously out of a major news outlet, CBS. Uh The other article um, that I wanted to um, just read a few excerpts from is um, from um, a Christian website called desiringgod.org. And this is an article by Garrett Kell, um, Dateline uh, today, November 30th, and the, uh, um, the title is What God Might Do with Satan's Arrows, the Legacy of John Chow. Um, so it, it reviews, the art of this article starts off again by reviewing what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, John, uh, John Chow paddled his kayak toward the beaches of North Sentinel Island. Two days prior, he had attempted contact with a secluded community, but was eventually chased away by flying arrows. Chow had spent years planning, praying, and preparing to bring the gospel to the Sentinelese people. He was certain that God had called him to go. Not long after Chow arrived on the island, onlooking fishermen saw a group of the islanders dragging his lifeless body to be buried. Um, So it says, uh, John Piper uh, once wrote of another missionary martyred in a hostile field. He wrote, the whole point of his life is that there is something worse than death. So he was willing to risk his own life to rescue others from something far worse. And he could risk his own life because he knew his own risking and dying would work for him in an eternal weight of glory. 
So the writer says, John Chow took the same risk and paid the same price with the same great hope. The community's history of violence, and this is actually very insightful, the community's history of violence is well documented and we may have some insight into why the people are so hostile to outsiders. In the 1880s, an English Royal Navy officer by the name of Maurice Vidal Portman made stops along the island chain to study the natives. He kidnapped six Sentinelese, an elderly couple and four children, which resulted in the couple quickly becoming sick and dying. And this is documented in the book, The Last Island of the Savages. There are also less substantiated reports of Portman's treatment that are both perverse and grievous. The injustice suffered by the Sentinelese people by outsiders does not excuse their vengeance, but may help us to better understand it. Questions have emerged about John Chow's zeal, training, prudence, and legacy. But another even more important question sits under the surface of such a tragedy. And that is, what is God doing in all of this? How is he working to reveal his glory to the Sentinelese people? Could he bring them forgiveness for their murder and freedom from their own pain? How will he bring healing to the heartbreak of the Chow family? Could our God be using injustice, arrows, and a fallen missionary to make his reconciling grace known to the entire world? God has done it before through a strikingly similar story. On November 20th, 1839, missionaries John Williams and James Harris sailed toward the coast of a small island called Aramango in the New Hebrides, which is modern-day Vanuatu. They had been urged to avoid this island because the natives were rumored to be violent towards outsiders and even on occasion to cannibalize them. Williams and Harris, however, had seen God move on their islands, on, I'm sorry, on other islands, and believed he would continue his great work among these people. Though they knew the danger, they were unaware of the Aromongo community having recently been provoked by an attack at the hands of outsiders. Weeks prior to their own arrival, an Australian sandalwood trader had brutally murdered two boys, the sons of a local chief. As a result, the community had resolved to violently oppose any white-skinned outsiders. Only minutes after stepping onto the shore, Williams and Harris and James were attacked with clubs, killed, and eaten by the islanders as part of a sacred ritual. Word quickly spread of their fate, and many accused the missionaries of foolish zeal and of imposing foreign standards upon unwilling communities living in primitive, quote-unquote, primitive bliss. And that's a quote from The Greatest Century of Missions. The mission of the men had ended, but God's sovereignly guided story had just begun. Roughly 20 years later, another missionary named John G. Patton set sail with his family to take the gospel to the people of Aramango. Moved with compassion for their souls, Patton was convinced that God was at work even through the martyrdom of Williams and Harris. This conviction proved true, as the Lord used Patton's ministry to help many of the people of Vanuatu embrace the grace, healing, and forgiveness of Jesus. In his autobiography, Patton later wrote of his forerunner's martyrdom. He wrote, thus were the new Hebrews baptized with the blood of martyrs, and Christ thereby told the whole Christian world that he claimed these islands as his own. To this day, faith in Christ is thriving on the island once filled with pain and anger. Evidence of God's enduring grace toward them was displayed in a reconciliation ceremony held on November 20th, 2009, on the same beach where missionary John Williams was killed 
some 170 years later, his great great grandson and 17 other family members stood with the descendants of the islanders who killed him. The islanders gathered to ask forgiveness and celebrate the forgiveness and reconciliation that only Christ can bring. The president of the Republic of Vanuatu said, quote, since we are a Christian nation, it is very important that we have a reconciliation like this. The BBC covered the story and produced a three minute video that is well worth your time. All I have as I've considered this event, this is the author speaking, I can't help but wonder if God is doing something similar through the events of recent days. We know that God's aim in history is to magnify his glory through the joy of all people in the Lord Jesus Christ. Chow knew it too. Just hours before he died, he wrote in his journal, I hope this isn't one of my last notes, but if it is, to God be the glory. To God be the glory among all the people groups all in the world. This is why Jesus left heaven's glory to warn us of the coming judgment and to offer salvation to any who will believe. But mankind, like the Centalese and the Aromongo peoples, did not receive the truth bringing messenger. In fact, we so hated Jesus' messages that we tortured him to death through crucifixion. Yet the scandalous message of the Bible is that Jesus intentionally laid down his life for his people and rose from the dead to offer forgiveness and fullness of joy to all who believe in him. So the article goes on a little further, but I'll stop there. Um, so it's just a very, um, I don't know. I think I, I, there's so many, I think there's a lot to this story. And, um, and, um, and I, I just thought it would be interesting to just kind of discuss it and, and see what all the different takes are. Because I know that you were saying you had, um, someone had posted something about it on their Facebook page and there was a, a big reaction, right? Yeah. Um, she's Jewish and they're well, a lot. She has like a lot of li very liberal friends who are not necessarily religious. And then she has some very devout Christian friends. And this had actually all happened like, you know, when it happened, like around Thanksgiving. So mm -hmm. I didn't see it until like days later. And I was like, I'm not going to resurrect <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah just when I heard the story and read the articles and of course you know me I went into a deep um, deep dive. dive yeah into like learning more about you know the people and all that kind of stuff so I honestly had some kind of conflicting feelings and I was like I don't mm -hmm. know how to feel about this because you know as a Christian like I absolutely you know, believe in and understand the, um, you know, Great Commission. Mm -hmm. um, however, I kept, like, thinking of other verses, and I don't know if, you know, I'm not, you know, exegesis of, like, scripture or whatever, but I just kept thinking of, like, other scriptures, like, in Romans, where, like, you know, like, follow the laws of the land you're in. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, but the Great Commission will trump that. Honestly, you know, and then mm -hmm, also sure. um, in Mark, where they talk about, you know, if you go to a place and they refuse to hear, they don't accept, like, you know, dust off your feet and leave. Mm -hmm. So I kept, like, thinking about that, like, it's horrible, like, what happened, but, you know, the history of these people, they don't want any part of this. And it seems like it's, mm -hmm. it's gonna, it's not, and people have tried to, I mean, they say they're uncontacted. They have been contacted 
over there have been attempts. There so it's like, attempts. I think, yeah, the only one was that guy picture. was the one who took the children. Like I think he like had more access to them than anyone had before, and they were mm-hmm. kind of like open and doing like because they had like photographs of like the things that he was doing um mm-hmm. people on the island and the Indian um I guess the anthropologist that would mm-hmm. go to the island you know they didn't even get to the land like mm-hmm. they took them gifts they took them a pig they quickly like killed the pig and buried the pig like what is this and mm-hmm. um like they gave them coconuts and at some point you know they like came out to the water to like greet them and like take them but they still were never like really like mm, no and so they kind mm-hmm. of gave up and said like mm-hmm. this is kind of right. futile and that's where kind of the whole law came in like they don't want no parts of anything we have to offer so let's just leave them alone kind of thing so mm-hmm. I don't know and I just you know the fact that he went by himself mm-hmm. um and I try to blame him, but I'm just like, you went there. They didn't, because some people were kind of characterized as they like shot him like the first time. I was like, no, he attempted three times. Like, and he was killed on the third attempt. And I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of like, I understand like your, your mission and your call, but at what point is it like, this is not going to work or I need to go back and regroup for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, what I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's very, um, I do think it's complex. I don't, I, yeah. I don't think that it's, you know, just straightforward. Yeah. Um, I think one of the, um, the better discussions that I've heard about it was on one of the, uh, one of my regular podcasts, um, Albert Moeller on the briefing, he talked about it. And one of the things that he said was, you know, um, that while it was clear that, um, that, um, John, John Allen Chow was felt led, you know, and called to, um, to, you know, to bring the gospel to these people that he had indeed, you know, spent time, you know, preparing and doing or whatever, that there was a certain lack of, um, lack of wisdom in the in the fact that he didn't partner with anyone else around it not just not um so he compared he talked about it in comparing it to the case of the martyr um the martyred um missionary jim elliott in Mm. ecuador Mm -hmm. which is another you know very similar and well-known case um and that you know he went with um five you know it was a group of five of them Mm -hmm. um and um and that there were like several approaches and ultimately they were, they were all, I mean, they were all martyred, but it was kind of this group effort. Um, and that, um, and because they sort of, they, they treated it much more kind of anthropologically in that they like, you know, they did several approaches, they Mm -hmm. took notes, they left behind journals. There was a lot that they left to go on so that, um, even though ultimately they ended up, you know, not making out of making it out of their mission alive, they left 
kind of like a breadcrumb trail, so to speak, you know, um, for other other missionaries to come behind them so that there could be a work that was continued in an informed way rather than someone having to start from scratch. And that similar to the story that um, in the article that I read um, about the Eremongo people, um, the um, that that tribe um, in Ecuador was ultimately reached, you know, years later by um, Christians who continued the work that Jim Elliott and his team had started and and they were able to build on it and actually, you know, complete, you know, complete the mission. Um, and so, so he, so what I think Albert Muller was just kind of using that to make the point that there was a certain amount of, you know, for lack of a better word, like foolhardiness mm-hmm. to John Allen Chow's approach, um, you know, kind of flying solo and not, you know, um, and people that asked, you know, to go with him, and he was like, "No, he wanted to go alone." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not sure what that was about um, for him. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, we might not ever know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I think I I think it's it's I I understand when people say like they're fine, leave them alone, you know, like, you know, like, they're not bothering anybody, don't bother them. Um, I, because I feel like that has been a, a lot of the articles that I read, I kind of like, you know, skimmed, skimmed and read through a, a few um, to kind of uh, find, find different perspectives. Um, but that was kind of a running commentary and, you know, that sort of that, that spirit of, you know, we'll just, you know, if, if, if they're fine doing their own thing, just don't bother them. Um, and I think that that's, um, while I get what people are trying to say when they say that, I also feel like it's a very, you know, it is, it's just a very secular approach, you know, like you do you, I'll do me, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah, and I see um, that because for me, it's not like, let them do their thing it's like Mm -hmm. they don't want to be bothered sure so i mean like i I don't know like like i said like how long is it going to take you probably you know you probably have because of the what's his name portman like Mm -hmm. um like stories that they've passed down for generations oh yeah clearly about what happened and so Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then just I guess kind of looking at because, like I said, I am you. You are hearing overwhelmingly the secular thing of, you know, you know, like you said, like leave them alone; they're fine. Um, and like, did you hear the whole thing about after the tsunami, how people came to like make sure they were okay because like it mm-hmm. was supposed to mm-hmm. devastate them, mm-hmm. and they were fine. And mm-hmm. they apparently found higher ground, and they were shooting arrows at the helicopters, trying to mm-hmm. like they're like, okay, yeah. And so it's like it's that's part of the reason why, like, I think the government's like, you know, let's not, we're not even sending gifts, like we're just like it mm-hmm. became, you know, unsafe. Um, but um, and the other thing that keeps being brought up in terms of the secular thing, um. 
is the their immunity to, mm-hmm. oh, so, I mean, to other yeah diseases and, and things. that's really something that you know needs to be talked about because you know there's another part of the island where people have you know gone in and and the population has you know suffered because of it they've drastically dropped in sure. numbers because these new you know germs have been introduced to them so I don't know like mm-hmm. you know we're going over to evangelize to people who there may not be many of them left I don't I don't know I, I just I don't mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time like reconciling the two I really am mm-hmm. so yeah I I am I'm not as much I think I was more conflicted when I initially you know read some of the reports but the more I think about it or the more that I kind of I don't know I feel like I think for me what breaks my heart is the idea that and this I mean if if it wasn't if it was anybody who had if we're talking about rather than talking about a whole island of um of native people um if we were talking about just a person a singular person um who had um been so deeply traumatized by their one interaction with the outside world or whatever that they you know completely withdraw um and, you know, and don't let anyone else in because the trauma that they've experienced has been so deep um, and and painful. And, the, you know, the, the, the hurt and the anger that has built up as a result of that trauma is what, you know, keeps them from reengaging or allowing anyone to engage them. Um, I think for me, that is what's heartbreaking um, that, and again, obviously I'm looking at it strictly from a gospel Christian mm-hmm. perspective that, that it is that thing that, that, that brokenness that they've, that has been forced upon them because someone came in and, you know, hurt them, um, and traumatized them. Um, and that, that it's that thing that has, has, not just happened and gone away, but happened and been rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed from generation to generation. And, you know, clearly an oral tradition that's kept it alive Mm -hmm. um, so that you have now, you know, great grandchildren of the people that this happened to who, um, who still hold it, you know, just as personally as though it happened to them. That to me is so heartbreaking um, that I feel that there's, you know, it's just this open field of ministry, even though it clearly isn't open in the sense of other ministry fields because it's so closed off. Um, but I, 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 it's, it's hard for me to leave. I, I, you know, how do you, how do we, how do those who are in the mission field reconcile just leaving them to that, um, cause it's not just leaving them to themselves, but it's leaving them to, um, live in that, re- live and relive that pain, 
um, and, and have that be the thing that shapes um, uh, the condition of their souls. Um, so that's what I can't, I can't, I, even when I, even when I make my way and kind of travel the path of the other, you know, the, uh, and like you said, yes, there's the immunity issue and, you know, there's, you know, there's obviously, there's the cost and the benefit of just all the efforts and the lives that could be lost in these attempts and that have been lost already and all of that. Like I, but like, even when I travel through those roads, I somehow end up back on that. And I, I, I can't seem to find my way away from that. Okay. And it's like, I don't mm-hmm. know if they in devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. With the whole, <laughs> like, col- col- uh, colonization issue. Mm-hmm. You had any? No. Because that's also a very common thing. You, so you're saying like just the fact that um, the introduction of the that throughout history, throughout history, a lot of times the introduction of Christianity, the gospel has been tied together with with colors, yeah, and yeah. um, and although that's not the intent of missions, sure. Currently, I mean, people are still just very, very, um just kind of aware of that because I just felt Mm -hmm. I think that that other um, area of the island it's in that kind of it's in that area I can't remember what they're called but the island that it's North Central is a part of Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're the people are the Jarawa or whatever there's a whole chain of islands yeah some Mm -hmm. of those islands like you know now they've come there kind of decimated the population and now they're like building it up to be essentially like a vacation destination mm-hmm, and tourism mm-hmm. and so sure. it's not necessarily you know colonization but it is commercial you know they're well right it's it. commercial colonization, colonization. Yeah, yeah it's not sure. like you know britain coming in and going hey right yeah yeah um, I mean, I, that clearly that's a legitimate concern and I think is obviously important to, um, to hold, you know, at the center of our awareness when it comes to, um, to anybody entering into these kind of remote parts of the world that are, as a lot of these articles say, kind of untouched, you know, by the modern world, um, and so I, I think it, uh, yeah, it's critical to keep that and keep that at, at the center of that, that should not, that the goal is not to now make them whatever, like yeah. make them really anything other than who they are, or even to bring something like, you know, bring technology or bring whatever, as much as it is um, from a strictly missionary perspective um, to, um to expose them to um, the, the, the type of reconciliation that, you know, that was able to be achieved um, 
for you know that for like the the example um on the for the Aramango people that they they now consider themselves a Christian nation, you know, and mm. um and then you know and the same with the tribesmen in the uh, mountains of Ecuador who now um you know are are, are completely like you know Christianized um uh, tribal groups um okay. and yeah. yeah there's just I just I can't. I get it. It's yeah. not that I, you know, it's like I totally like intellectually process and understand that there are concerns, there are things that need to be taken into consideration, that these, that there's a ton of history and, and that the optics are not great. And, you know, like I get yeah. it. Um, and then at the same time, at the end of the day, um, do I, does any of that um, override the need mm-hmm. um, that these, that, that, the soul need that these people that I believe these people have. Um, and that as Christians were told mm-hmm. is our ultimate mission is to expose um, those who do not know Christ to him um, so that they too can receive um, salvation and, and know that that's available to them. Right. Um, and so you know, like, I, I, it's hard for me to find something that overrides that need. Yeah, I just, you know, it's just the, again, I tell you, like, you know, always my continual struggle, the, you know, struggle of duality of being Black and mm-hmm. a Christian and just, you know, looking at history. And also one of the things that's just been really disturbing to me and, like, adding to any conflict I've had is as a Christian, the language and rhetoric like used by people who were also Christian Mm, and who were mm -hmm. like on my side and just, you know, just the words and not just being PC, but just totally like some of them are very like colonizer like in their responses and, the use of vocabulary yes like you know primitives Mm -hmm. like was used a guy was just Mm -hmm. going on I was like you know those primitive people and and I was like okay that's not you know the Christian he's like oh you're being PC but I was like no like you can't just I don't know you have they're human beings like in the way that he Mm -hmm. kind of characterizes Mm -hmm. them it's you know more as other and and, like, mm-hmm. and they're dark people and you know mm-hmm. and they're you know they're savages and you know it just really brings up some other stuff you know what I mean sure anyway, so it's just very hard like you know these things aren't like always you know like you see something go yep mm-hmm, that's that's right and mm-hmm. you know a lot of these things you do have to like process and like I said like I think missionaries especially now like a lot of the work that is being done in introducing Christ to other communities is like really great but we just need to let's also maybe think about like just how secular the world is now and how Mm -hmm. how overwhelmingly negative the voice was on the Mm -hmm. other side so it's just it's just been a whole lot and it just was like a story that I just kind of couldn't stay off of this week yeah no I I was definitely paying attention to it and um 
it's yeah it's not it's there's a lot of gray area um and the you know and you know there's definitely again we're all <laughs> we're all subject to bias and you know and and the fear of the other or the thing that is unfamiliar and the treating of that person as something different or whatever but i think for me you know um like i said when i like when i just can't get that for me it's really the opposite and i know that you know that that's um true um for you as well is that there's just that i i can't not see them as these these people who have have carried this really heavy load for a long time and how much they stand in need of relief from that. Um, Yeah. I just can't, you know, like I said, I can't unsee like what my ancestors went through in terms Mm -hmm. of being taken from their countries Mm -hmm. and brought here, not Mm -hmm. knowing what was going on. Mm Mm-hmm to like them like having like people taken and Mm -hmm. then a few of them come back and the others you know just never come back and like Mm -hmm. not knowing you know what you know what would the response have been what would the response Mm -hmm. have been if we were just like you know if it was like was issue of just like a one kind of tribe and and, Mm -hmm. you know West Africa is going no mm mm-mm no, no, mm-hmm. you can't come here anymore. As opposed to mm. warring tribes like selling off, you know, like people, sure, like sure, it was sure. like, you know, totally different, mm-hmm. you know, situation. Like how that mm-hmm. would have turned out. It's just, and just like you said, like reconciling that emotional, like that brokenness, like because that's that's um, real. Yeah, it's oh god, it's just such mm-hmm. a. a unfortunate situation like his you know family and mm-hmm. although his family has already stated that they um that they have they offer you know they that they're not that they offer forgiveness to um to you know whoever was responsible for his death that they are not holding that um, and he put that in his journals as well like it's mm-hmm. not their fault he is doing this he doesn't mm-hmm. want to die but he if he does, like, to God be the glory. Yeah, like he, you know, had to keep doing it. And it's also just unfortunate that the people who took him over there were jailed, were charged. Oh, I didn't know that they were charged, were they? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't see that in any of the articles. Yeah, they were illegally assisting Oh, for him. like mm-hmm. helping him get over there? Mm-hmm. When they're not supposed to. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean, yeah, that is unfortunate. Yeah. So it's just there's a lot of unfortunate bits and pieces to this whole thing. Oh my god, it's just yeah, it's just insane. It's fascinating though. I don't, you know, and again, and I, you know, and and I think there's a part of me too that I feel like there's I have I hold in such high regard the work of the mission um, that, and it's not you know I I don't feel called to the mission field in that way. Right. Um. That for those who do and like those who do feel that call and who actually go about the business of, you know, working in the mission field um, and these, you know, and all over the world and in various circumstances, um, you know, um, 
it's just, it's a very high call and a very difficult one. And so um, I, I hold it in such high regard that it's hard for me to, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I have a bias around it myself in, in another direction yeah. as there well. There was so. another, um, there was an article from a guy who's like a head of a, a mission program at a school. I guess I tell you, it was really it was really good because it was kind of mm-hmm. like something like like you know missionaries like you know foolish question mark mm-hmm. uh, about like all the you know kind of discussion that came out of this about you know kind of the role and purpose and mm-hmm. of missionaries you know today's role and like what their roles are so it was very very good mm-hmm. so, oh, i need to find it again and send it to you but um yeah he had a you know Okay, I think a little bit more perspective, like more where I kind of am right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, but like trying to work my way right through. So yeah, so that was yeah. Thanks. That was a whole lot. It was a whole lot. It was a whole <sighs> lot. But you know, um, I I was just going to hold hold his family in prayer. You know, I just think that, um, and then hold just kind of this whole for me. Ultimately, you know, uh, the, the testimony of these other places that have been reached under similarly hostile circumstances, mm-hmm. um, you know, drives me to say, you know, that there's always that there is always hope that um, that this, you know, that his his death would not have been in vain, you know, so um, but only time will tell. So there you have it. OK, so that is my news for me. Perfect. So my sound is going to sound a little different. Okay, why? What are you doing? Different? Um I cannot find my doohickey as I told you before. <laughs> and so my battery is also very low. Mm-hmm. And so I could not um put my headphones in and charge my phone at the same time. So Right now, I looked after our discussion. I looked at my phone and saw that I was on two percent. So oh. it's no wonder I didn't um, completely shut down. So there you go. There you go. Thank God. To God be the glory. <laughs> Excuse me, Lord, for that. That was just really. That's just really bad. Yes. Yeah, sorry. We're just gonna let that slide. Yeah. Cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. Don't go. Bleep. I'll put that in here. Do a big <laughs> Okay, so from questions of faith and the call of the contemporary Christian to yes. ridiculousness. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so I think you've heard about this. So the viral thing, there are a couple of things. And you know what? Today it's just going to be a little hot. I'm just going to everything is all smudged together because we're going to have, well, you only have one article today, well, two, mm-hmm. but one topic. And mm-hmm. my viral thing and the way to it, they're, they're both viral things. So they're on, you know, social media, but I'm just going to talk about three things and that's going to be okay. viral and wait, tell me your things. It's going to be a little, like I said, a little smushed together. A little hodgepodge. Yeah. So okay. I know you've heard about this. Uh, mm. People are uh, upset with Dwayne wrong spelling Wade uh, for kissing his daughter on the lips. 
I only just saw that today like and I was like what and because someone one of our mutual friends posted about it right um so so I just saw her post and I read a couple of the comments and I was like this is stupid okay go ahead yeah so the other thing is like this is not the first time this has come up um David Beckham a while back had a posted a picture on Instagram of him kissing his daughter Harper who is Mm -hmm. such a cute little munchkin and mm-hmm. like people lost their minds. Piers Morgan was talking about it on his show. It was like it seemed creepy and just like all kind of crazy stuff. So when I saw this picture, I was like, oh Lord, here we go. So of right. course, Gabrielle Union posted on her um page a photo of him kissing their daughter. Mm-hmm. And one Instagram person was like don't be kissing the baby in the mouth. Germs too germs too soon for that. At both of them. Um, another user said adult germs, whether it be parents or not, can be more dangerous for a newborn's immune system to fight off. Um, oh, God. And so US Weekly, you know, asked after seeing all the angry comments of the photo, like, is it wrong to kiss your children on the lips? Uh-huh. sparked like a lot of comments and even on that post that the mutual friend posted like it went like over a hundred comments uh-huh. of people, parents who were like they are my children they came out of my body I'm gonna kiss them if I want to <laughs> whenever I want to they mine and <laughs> right and then someone was like that's gross why do they kiss babies on the mouth? You don't know where their lips have been. Like, people don't wash their faces. Um, where have my, I mean, yeah, where my, where have my lips been? Good Lord. Yeah, and there's like, you know, babies have contracted, you know, like meningitis and herpes and all kind of things from parents kissing them on their, you know, kissing the babies on their face and their mouth. And that's, you know, people. Babies have almost died. I was like, okay, I feel the number of babies that have been near death from that are very low considering how many people kiss their children on the mouth. So, right. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I didn't grow up. My parents didn't like kissing my mouth. It was more cheeks and hugs, but I don't see what's wrong with it. Like, I, really- I don't get it. I really don't. Because, I mean, people were, people's reaction were almost as if, like, pedophilia. Yeah, like it was like a pedophile kind of like open mouth, like he was like, you know, like French kissing his baby or something, you know, and it's like, it was literally like a closed mouth peck on, you know, like, I was like, how is that? I just, I don't understand. Like, I, I really like that people have such strong opinions about it. Um, I was shocked. Like the David Beckham thing, I was so shocked that people had like such strong opinions about this. And I and I and even like this kind of like pulled out of your behind medical thing, germ thing. I was like, mm, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> yeah, someone was like, yeah, I'm in the medical field. Like, yeah, germs, but like, yeah, no, they're fine. Like, <laughs> like a closed mouth, lip to lip kiss. I. I don't yeah, understand. So I'm not advocating like everybody going around kissing other people's children like that, but I'm like, if they are your children, your own kids, like, yeah, I absolutely. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, it's parents. my baby, right? My baby. They would not be here without me. My baby. 
and I know you can't like own people, but I'm like, they're my people. Like I own them. They're they belong to me. I'll do. They absolutely belong to you. I have to take care of them. <laughs> they love you. Me. Better take care of them because the law will. T- if you stop right. <laughs> taking care of them, so, the law will come in and tell you that they are yours and you need to take care of them. Yeah, it's just so bizarre to me. It is kind of funny because this kind of came out at the same time. Like one of my coworkers you know went on vacation and her little girl is three and there she like took a video of her like basically attacking her father with kisses like uh-huh. she was like oh, pers- like pull- pushing his lips together and like <laughs> pulling his face to hers and like just kissing him everywhere like on his forehead like just like kissing oh. like, that's enough like cut it out like Oh my god, I love you so much, Daddy. <laughs> daddy, so sweet. And as daddy girls, like we really, I really don't see the issue. Like, so I was just like, okay. Um, yeah, people have lots of strong opinions about dumb stuff, but you know, and I, I would even understand, like, I, I like. I get like, okay, that's not like you were saying, like, that's not necessarily how like you all rolled in your household or whatever, but like, that still like, doesn't give me any say so on how you do things in your household. Like, okay, like that's over here. We do it this way. Y'all, you know, y'all do it like that. Okay, fine. Like, it's really like, uh, like household by household, family by family, often culture by culture thing, you know, like, yeah, whatever, you know, yeah, there it's kind of funny because like, it's such a funny thing because like some you know like certain households some people don't wear a lot of clothes in in, in their households right and right. so like my mother was very much like not a like yeah she walked around with no clothes like, like not a thing and I was like I am the complete, complete opposite I need to have on all the clothes all the time like I don't understand it I was like it doesn't think it's just like a real reaction Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure so oftentimes you do the ex you know you end yeah. up doing the opposite of what your household did because you were like really nobody wants to see that put that away no one wants to see all that put that up yeah so it's just kind of funny so I was like yeah like the kissing thing I was like I wouldn't be opposed to kissing my baby like I, it's my baby <laughs> no. right like it came out of my body and they, oh but that's the thing a lot of people made or again like the pedophilia thing made a difference between the father and the mother doing it yeah and that's that's the thing that's of, like you're sexualizing you, like that's yeah like you're your, sexualizing something that's mm-hmm. your childhood trauma like being right. projected on or just like your lack of exposure to like you know like if i mean it's it's kind of to me similar to the way that Remember the whole stupid like Ciara and how Russell Wilson and her son, you know, related with one another or whatever and all that sort of thing, you know, and it was sort of like part of it is just people having had such negative experiences themselves, you know, or the lack of affection or the lack of those kinds of examples in their own home. You didn't get loved and hugged and kissed when you were a child like who's gonna have a child run up to them to get a hug and you and want them you to pick them up and you go no not picking you up like who does that like it's a child well and that's the thing though like people have you know people do grow up in households like that where there's some level of um you know emotional distance and shame that's attached to 
you know, whatever, for whatever reason, because somebody else had a hang up about it and they passed. Yeah. And that's, you know, and so, you know, so, but I think it's, it's a lack of self-awareness because you don't realize that that is what's that you just saw things only, you know, you, your experiences are coloring the way that you see it, but that there's another way and that, that, that your, you know, that your way was not necessarily healthy or good for you, you know, that's always how you, and I always like harken back to this, like when we did, what was the name of that um, group that we did at church? The small groups. Small groups. And we all had like the small groups. And we made every, I can't remember the name of the thing, but there was a whole like section about people not being able to relate to, you know, God the Father and like what that means. And I was like, Oh, oh right. Me- you mean meeting point? Meeting point, yeah. And I was like, okay. I, it was just always like a revelation to me because I was like, I've always had such a positive, like, response to like father daughter. Like, it was always a mm-hmm. positive thing. So I never thought about how people who didn't have that relationship, how they would, um, kind of approach like God as a a father when they don't sure. know that loving relationship and the you know the care and you know just making sure you're safe and secure like so I was like okay like I didn't it was mind-blowing I was like wow I never thought of that Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so it's all about your perspective and your life experiences what you bring in all that to say y'all tripping let him kiss his baby (laughs) and shut up so yeah just stop like there's the there are many many problems many many problems in this world fathers embracing their daughters and kissing them is not one of them no the next story is also more of the same thing with people not staying in their lane when it comes to other people's children okay um so this one features Aisha Curry who we love yes we do yeah Papa Curry was also in the news, but it was a cute little story, too. I might share it on um, our Facebook page. Okay. Um, a little girl wrote in to him about not having the curries and girls sizes. Aww. And her name was Riley, too. Like He's like, you know, my name is Riley. She was like, my name is Riley, like your daughter. And asked him Aww. to help, and he just did all these little, he responded to her and, you know, offered her all these little great things. So I was like... I love him so much. So, yeah, but that happened, <laughs> I think, yesterday or something, but or today. Okay. Um, this happened a few days ago. So, Aisha Curry was on Instagram. She posted a little video of her and Riley doing Dub Smash. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. It used to be really popular, like, a few days ago, and her and Steph Curry did it all the time. It was kind of annoying, but still cute. Oh, 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 the little lip-syncing yeah. app? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So, her and Riley did one, and she shared it you know, with her Instagram followers and her little caption was just, she's getting so big, y'all, crying emojis. I hope Uh you'll always love being silly with me, my big girl. So, Uh seeming very okay, and it's sweet. You know, not, you know, whatever, very lighthearted. Sure. You know, little moment between mother and child, but of course someone had something to say. Someone said, Lord have mercy. Why? Capital letters and three Y's. 
don't you know how to brush them girls hair three question marks drives me nuts still I love you but damn Aisha wow don't try to throw I love you in there Oh, they are the worst people no you (laughs) my fave and all but what you did was trash you know like right no you can't say those both in the same so Mm -hmm. Aisha decided to respond in kind what did she say she said don't I don't make moments happen for Instagram. Moments happen, and I sometimes share. I'm not going to doll my children up for perception and anyone's approval on here. Mm -hmm. If that's what you want to see, then this is not the page for you. Real life over here. Nice. Good. It's a nice measured response. Better than what I would have done. You're right. I'd be like, mind your damn business. Uh, I know I put it on the internet, but still, like right. you don't need to say nothing. Because the thing is, when she had, when they're going somewhere, their hair is always braided up, plaited up, slicked down. Like, right? It's always, it's always their hair is done. So, like, she's alive, saying like their hair never done. They at home, it looks. You know, it's the end of the day. You know how sure. kids, kids look. Yeah. You look, I know, how, I know what my head looks like. By Girl, mine. When I shook my hair out, people were like, "What happened?" I was like, "Life happened." <laughs> I was like, "Life happened, girl." So yeah, I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I don't, I don't understand. I do not understand. I don't understand." Yeah, I don't get it. It's so dumb. Like, uh, I don't know. Like again, people just find things to take issue with. Um, and yeah, but I think her response was very measured and very classy. She's a classy girl. She's a class act. We love Aisha Curry. Yeah, we do. Um, we're all about the classy girls. We are. Sorry, thoughts. We're about the classy ha! girls. <laughs> In the same breath. <laughs> Sorry, thoughts. <laughs> Wow, that's the worst. I'm sorry. Any of Man, you are two or two. <laughs> any of our listeners, our five listeners, if you are a thought, I am I'm oh sorry. Oh my gosh, none of our listeners are. I am sorry that one that you are a thought, and two that I use that word. Um, mainly that I use that word because that mainly is that actually like word. the second time I've used that word today. So, wow, I know. But in reference huh? to speaking to my cousin, I was like, he didn't know you were, what do you think you were? Some kind of thought or something? Oh, you are okay, that's not. No, thank you, not. sir. No, thank you, sir. Yeah. Keep your dirty paws off my silky drawers. <laughs> we're nerds. We are nerds. <laughs> But you, you know, what's what's a day without a good Grease reference? Oh no! What a dirty, dirty movie that I did not realize. Is it dirty? Well, Grease Lightning. Well, Grease Lightning. Um, little, <laughs> yeah, no, this is true. This yeah, is true. some little untoward, little some little spicy mm-hmm. language in there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. That's it. So there are like some other things going on and I just want to say positive 
Uh, but congratulations to Kim Bella. This is going to be totally facetious. Kim Bella of Love and Hip Hop New York fame, who is dating rapper Jules Santana for going around about 10 years, two children. Um, he finally proposed to her the other day. So oh. she is flashing that ring, and he is possibly going to do a bid for at least two years. So, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. You won, girl. Yay. <laughs> oh my God, that is terrible. That is not winning. More po- That's the opposite of winning. That's the opposite of winning. Positive thing I saw, like some good things. Like, I need to, I just kind of saw him in passing. Ava DuVernay's doing some big things. Um, got oh. a deal, I think, with Warner Brothers. I believe that's right. I will assess and correct myself if I was wrong next week. Okay. So congrats okay. to her. Congrats. Um, also, congratulations to the women of Wakanda. They are on the cover, I believe. Of oh, Ashley. I saw that. Gorgeous. Yes. Looking gorgeous. I'm not Alfred Woodard. I'm sorry. I listened to that <laughs> podcast we listened to, and there's a whole <laughs> thing about Alfred There was today. about Alfred Woodard. <laughs> Oh my god! And I just every time I hear her name, I always think of that thing in college with her. What thing in college? I know I've told the story to you before, where I was, I did the uh, movie reviews for the news, our college newspaper. Okay. So I was always going to screen. So there was one screening for like this independent movie, and I was like, okay, and I was like coordinating with the guy, and he was like, um. Yeah, like very nice. So we like ended up talking way more than was necessary. And he mm-hmm. was like, Hey, um, something's going on with our driver. Would you mind picking up Alfred Woodard from the airport? And what? I said, um, first of all, I'm a college student, I have class. And two, I promise you I'm not picking up Alfred Woodard in my Nissan Sentra. <laughs> So that wow be a no. <laughs> Both of those accounts. What? I need you to say, I know this is an independent movie, but I need you to sit her at least a cab <laughs> and not a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old student to come pick her up. <laughs> oh my gosh, she would have been so tickled, I'm sure. I'm sure. And now I look back and I was like, that would have been hilarious. But I was like, no, I'm horrified by that. Asking like I mean, she deserves more than me in a Sentra picking her up from the airport. What's wrong with you? Oh my god, I can't believe you passed up the opportunity to chat with Alfie Woodard on a quick trip from Hartsfield Jackson. <laughs> I know. So like I'm sure like they probably like Buckhead or whatever she said. I don't know. But yeah, girl. So that's what made me think of Alfie Woodard. But Angela oh, Bassett, who is aging backwards, apparently, like she looks yeah, amazing. She looks so amazing. It's ridiculous. Oh my god! I was like, look at you, black queens. Oh my god! I saw this like, um, gosh, I need to like forward this to you too. I think I'll do this on the timeline too. Mm-hmm. There was a um, now I'm just rambling. Okay. my entertainment stuff but there was a uh, no I didn't I actually have one more story okay hold on okay so there was a uh, <laughs> little girl whose teacher 
wrote her mom like an email it was like um yes so your daughter is going around uh, kind of yelling I am black girl magic to all the little white girls in the class. Kid, go ahead. I know. She, they were like, and while we do want, do not want to discourage her um, expression, she is making some of the little girls cry. Oh no! Oh, so sorry. And so the mother, like, kind of laughed. Was like, okay, who is my child? Like, what? What? Like, what is happening? Oh no. So the comments were hilarious. One person was like, um, we will not <laughs> like deny who we are anymore. Oh my god. Everybody was like, okay, why do we love her? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just gonna now just start doing that. Just shouting. I am just like spontaneously magic. like going down the produce aisle, like I'm black girl magic. <laughs> just keep going. Girl. I promise you. So that happy day, that and the little baby. I sent you the little baby, right? The baby with the rollers. Yes. <laughs> it took me forever to realize they, me. they weren't real rollers in her head. It was a hat that was made yes. to look like rollers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I that I picked up right away because I was like, "What is on this baby's head?" Clearly, this baby does not have enough hair to right. put in all these rollers. <laughs> so I was like, "What is on the baby's head?" But then all the different, this baby just told me, I hollered. They were so funny because I was like, yeah, she looks like an old woman who orders you around or gives you advice that you didn't ask for. (laughs) I was like, why is she Mima sitting on the couch? Oh my gosh, that baby. Oh, that was so cute. Look at her the face. roller baby. The roller baby. Okay, so yeah, that was it. So the last thing is um, Marvin Gaye and Gregory oh. Hines are getting their own commemorative stamps in 2019. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I didn't, they didn't have their own stamps yet? Well, you know, like it's not like a common thing there aren't very many of them although sometimes stamps are like very obscure people I was like I have to right. google this person I don't know who this person is yeah that's that's why I'm surprised because <laughs> especially Marvin Gaye I think more, yeah, so, than more, Gregory Marvin Hines. more so than Gregory Hines absolutely. I, I love Gregory Hines but um, I love him so talented Yeah. Um, but yeah but Marvin Gaye I'm really surprised because I just feel like with like you said all the random people that have stamps <laughs> that Marvin Gaye would have been done had a stamp like a while ago. Yeah, would have thunk it. Um, yeah, so they've been, the stamp program has been going on since 1847. I did not realize it until black people started appearing on them, which I think was so <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Maybe the 90s or something. I don't know. It was not the 90s. Well, it wasn't until the 90s when I started buying stamps. So how about that? I never okay. bought stamps. What was I doing? A teenager? Met, what, was I, what was I doing? I, didn't have any I don't know. You were, at co- you were in college in the 90s. Like, That's just what I said. As... That's when I first started buying stamps. Yeah. That's when I realized, like, oh, they kept people on stamps. All right. They got people so they got on stamps. They got people on stamps. Cool. Um. So it's going on since 1847. 
and they celebrate okay. people, events, and cultural milestones unique to the history of the United States. So they gave a little bit more information about the Gregory Hines stamp. He will be the 42nd stamp in the Black Heritage series. Okay. So that's been, um, yeah, I don't see where, when that, those started, but maybe those started in the 90s. I'm going I'm to say that and again, corrections um, next episode. Um, <laughs> So he's being honored, you know, for his unique style of tap dancing and just bringing more excitement. Like he is definitely credited with um, renewed interest in tap dancing in the 90s. Him along with, well, I I feel like he was even before that, maybe like the 80s and 90s. But you know who I had like the biggest crush on, which was totally random, Savion Glover. I was obsessed. Oh, I feel like there was a time like where he sort of like was popular and yeah, there was a, there was a smattering of people being obsessed with him. Yeah. So I was like during that whole like period of like, you know, him with Gregory Hines and them, like, I'm telling you the highlight was like going to see bringing the noise, bringing the funk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So, um, that's his stamp, Marvin Gaye's stamp. Um, nineteen seventy-eight was when they started the Black Heritage. The stamp. U.S. Postal Service introduced the Black Heritage series. Okay, there you go. There you go. Answers. We never have to not know stuff ever again. Ever again. Thank okay. you, interwebs. Yeah. So he was, or the World Wide Web. So he was um, part of the. Oh my God! I had to do that to the. To um, to pumpkin, we said something about the interwebs. He's like, "Is that what you guys used to call the internet?" I was like, "No, <laughs> girl, we used to call it the World Wide Web." It's mm-hmm. like, what? Okay, so um, he's his stamp is a part of the Music Icon series. Um, the stamp design is going to feature a portrait of him inspired by um, historic photographs. Uh-huh. Um, and they're going to resemble um, vintage 45 record sleeves. So that should be very cool. Nice. Yep. So that's very cool. I like that. That's going to be like a record sleeve. That's smart. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yay to people that I love. Getting their own postage stamps, well deserved and one of well deserved. Fun to buy some black stamps, um, stuff like that. I'd never buy stamps because what don't you know? Again, I don't mail anything, but and if I do, it's like I print a label, you know, because it's a package. Um, but stuff like that, like this sort of thing, like makes me want to be like a collector, but. By nature, I'm not a collector. I hate collecting things. You collecting like things, gather, huh? You like to purge and toss things, like you don't. I do. I like to throw things away. I don't like to keep things. Um, so yeah, it's the kind of thing that I'm like, oh, that'd be cool too. And then I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. Um, it's just not like it's just it, it goes against the grain for me so much yeah. but... I remember the last ones I bought I want to say it was either whoever which one of them had like it was I don't know if it was Billie Holiday or um, mm-hmm. Ella Fitzgerald I can't remember but I think it was a woman 
And I distinctly remember the first time I bought these stamps was when they came out with the Malcolm X stamps. Mm, I, uh-huh. I, I can see those. that. Yeah. And um, lately, you know, I buy stamps for mailings. That's why, and you know, that's why I'm continuously frustrated at the post office here. You need to uh, at some point invest in stamps.com so that you don't have to do that. Yeah. Because you're, it's part of, you'll, you can write it off as your business expenses. And yeah, that is true. Sounds like I do write off the stamps. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I did find like a, now, uh, post office that finally has working self checkout things. And oh, that's good. Yeah. I was like, why do they ever work? Why is the line always a million times, you know, people long? Mm-hmm. It is crazy. But yeah, that is entertainment. Like I said, a lot of stuff happened, but I don't care. Yeah, there's the whole. <laughs> yeah, because one of the big stories had to do with Kevin Hart. Not, get, mm. not wasting my breath because he's an idiot. Um, okay. and, fair enough. Yeah, I mean he's oh he's such an idiot, and you know I'm very like elitist because I don't feel stupid people should have money. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, well, maybe, that's not how that works. No, it's not, and and I, I don't think. But I just feel like <laughs> some people are too stupid to have as much money as they have. Maybe that's a better way to say it. They shouldn't have as much no, money as they do. No, because stupid people don't know how what to do with money. They do stupid stuff. True. And so he's, oh, God, he's just an idiot. <laughs> oh. It's like, just stop talking. Like, close your damn mouth. Close it. Oh. And so, no, he yeah. likes to run his mouth. He likes to run his mouth with his little self. So yeah. this little self, this little bitty, this little man, this little man, this lollipop killed. Yeah, yeah, he makes me want to sing that song. <laughs> oh Lord, you and that song, oh, Randy Newman. What a national treasure. He is not. <laughs> this is the second time you've called Randy Newman a national treasure. On this is podcast. it really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Let, was, let, was I talking let, about I Love LA? Was that what I thought about? It may have been, but yeah, let the record show. <laughs> well, then I clearly believe it because that's not yes, a you phrase do. that I just throw out. Not anyone. just for anybody, but definitely for Randy Newman. <laughs> is a national treasure. Write that down. I, mean, I believe it. I do, I do love I Love LA. I Love LA. Classic. Classic. Again, I know everyone hates it and thinks it's an awful little song. Short people. Oh, God. You and a short people song. I love that song. It's hilarious and it makes me laugh. Okay. It's such a mean spirited little song. It is. And that's part of the reason why I like it. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. He was like, they <laughs> I bite your knees. It's hilarious. It is insane. <laughs> With their little grubby hands. I was like, why do they have that grubby hands? Why? And why why can't they why aren't they allowed to live? They have no reason to live. Oh god, that part I feel is a little extreme, but it's still all the little That little... part is like the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but the things he says about them cracks me up. Oh, and I was introduced word. to that in of all things. And again, this is the second time I've referenced this TV show in this this week Allie McBeal oh wow he I reached know. back for that 
Alleyville, I have been playing this little crazy game. I finally stopped playing called Cody Cross, where it's okay. like a word game that I can actually play because it's like trivia and a word game. Okay. And so they give you clues and you have to guess. It's like a word, oh, a word puzzle. And so okay. it's like, you know, it's me. And so they had, they're like, it was a question about Jane Krakowski. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I know her more now from like um, Tina Fey shows 30 Rock as opposed to, or um, what's that other little, so Kimmy Schmidt as opposed right. to Allie McBeal. But I was like, I haven't seen Allie McBeal in years. So again, I was introduced to short people. Alan Bill, mm-hmm. where it was a hilarious episode. Like an old man died, and one of the part, the partner, his uncle died, and he put that that he wanted that song performed at his funeral, and it was like a back and forth with the you know the pastor going, no, absolutely not, and then they finally did it, and Jennifer Holiday played the choir person she played in the few episodes i vaguely remember this episode that is so insane jennifer holiday sang that song like only you know like like randy newman intended it to be sung one day (laughs) oh you are insane (laughs) like randy newman intended it randy newman is like Oh gosh, yes. Oh, national treasure. Okay. Um, yes. I have. Do you have songs that you know you want sung at your funeral? Oh God, this is so morbid. What? Um, <laughs> you're the one who brought it up. Uh, but I was like, do you have about... like a song that you're like, oh yeah, like you well, know, maybe you don't have like your whole funeral it. plan, but like so... you have like a song that you're like that has to be on the playlist. No, because I won't be there to listen to it and enjoy it. No, but like you wanted to like represent like, you know, kind of like nothing like that. Um. <laughs> My oh, urge Lord. is to say something silly and I'm going to fight that urge. No, say the silly thing. No, I'm not going to say that because it, it was a total joke and not really represented of me, but it was just being silly. Um, but like bossy that could be one because that was my thing <laughs> song for a while oh my god it totally was no but I was like bad mamma jamma <laughs> <laughs> that would be good um, I was like I want something sassy I don't know hmm. do you know gosh I had um, I guess we're morphing into let's get personal I had mm-hmm. um dinner with my little cousin tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Down for a you know, conference. And, you know, we just talked about a lot of, like, family stuff. And, you know, her dad passed away, like, a year before my dad passed away. And we, you know, talked about that and the funerals and brought up the, you know, thing with my mom's funeral. Because she was like, oh, I'm so glad, you know, that we, you know, the pastor that they had was the guy who was um, the minister in the hospital. Mm-hmm. who they got to know while her dad was sick. You know, you know, her dad very well. And so they got him to do the funeral. And she's like, you know, otherwise we would have been da-da-da. And it was somebody we knew and who mm-hmm. knew us and not like the stranger. I was like, or sometimes you don't want somebody you know. 
and mm-hmm. like she finally thinks she's like, oh, about the water. I was like, yes, I totally missed it. Totally missed that. I don't know how. I guess I had my head down. Who knows? Thank God. That was your mother's funeral, right? Not your dad's. That was my mother's. And just horrified. I was back there sitting with, I think I was sitting with Tanisha, Uh Mother Fern, Mother Claudia. Oh, just wrong. All wrong. I mean, just all the wrong people. (laughs) Like, all the wrong people to be... Um, sitting with when something ridiculous happens in the pulpit because I was like, I can't look to my left or to my right. This is an abomination. <laughs> and I I can't, we can't address this because this is not what we can't, not right now. And I was so mad at them. I was so mad at them. I, I was like in the little row of my white friends. Um, oh yes, you're all the the row of uh, all your JLA people. Yeah, just horrified and like shocked. And I told my cousin about the girl who was like came up to us drunk at the gal at the fundraiser. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> and she was like, she said, "What? Oh my god, what are you supposed to say to that?" I was like, "Thank you, okay, Mary." I was like, she was so drunk. Like, what did she say again? She was like, "Your mom's funeral was effing amazing." I was effing amazing she was so drunk so it was really like the the like drunk white girl slur to it too that was just like oh my god Kristen I I just wanted to say <laughs> your mom's funeral was just effing amazing <laughs> Uh, and we were both standing there like what (laughs) I think I just burst out laughing because I was just like this like you can't write this this is so good yeah and I know her I know like she is like hard partying she was like VP at Bank of America or something like that but of course partied incredibly hard talking about her sister like did like a keg stand like yeah wow like they partied like that and so I was like okay of course there's never anything to eat at these things or not enough food to eat not enough and food all, yeah. and there's always like four times the amount of liquor because we could get some liquor sponsors um, yeah you could like four times the amount of alcohol not more and so everyone was always drunk out of their minds so mm-hmm. we knew how to throw a party so <laughs> drunk out of their minds and so yeah, so when she's yeah, that that was crazy. Mm. I still like now like laugh at that because I was like, oh my god, she was so drunk and that was so crazy. I'm just like, um, thanks. I guess okay, sure. So yeah, so that was that was nice. It was nice. Nice to see family. Her sister was supposed to come down. She was in North Carolina. Did not make it, of course. She was upset because she flaked. Mm-hmm. But she will see her soon. And so she never, okay. never really spent any time in Atlanta. And she was like, wow, like, it's not like what I expected. It's very, I was just like, it's very, like, metropolitan. I was like, oh, yeah, it's like a major city. <laughs> yeah, for real. She's like, I didn't, ex- I didn't know what to expect. So like oh get I was like yeah explore get to know the city 
She might buy a house. Have, oh yeah, I already <laughs> told her that. I told her they need to buy houses. Her mm-hmm. and her sister. Um, well, no, her like investment property. I mean, her sister already has a house, but it's like investment property, and um, it's kind of funny because yeah, you know, she was talking about some guy who like her friends like hooked her up with here. I was like go she's like you know I know he wants to like hook up you know go out while I'm here and I was like go out she's like mm, I don't know and I was like go have dinner with the man <laughs> like what is wrong mm-hmm. with you please you have to eat go yeah gotta eat sometime yeah so I was like there you go go do that and she's such a they're both she's a twin they're adorable they're so cute and while we were sitting there she went to the bathroom. She came back. She's like, I didn't want to say this in front of him, but the waiter slipped me his number on the receipt. <laughs> oh, okay. She got it like that. Yes, she does. Like, they're super cute. When they're together, it's like, you know, super, like, everyone's like, wow. But, um, so yeah, but on their own, they're both equally very cute girls. And so I was like, uh, that I am not surprised of because he was practically giddy the whole time he was serving us. Oh, how funny. <laughs> it was like, yeah, girl, you're it. So, yeah, that was fun. Seeing family. Nice. Their family and spending time with my girls. That was fun this week. Although the baby shaded me. Oh, I love this. It's going to take time to get back in their good graces. My littlest friends, I was away for a week. Your littlest friends are no longer your littlest friends. No, not. I am no longer their friend. Um, oh. They uh, would not say hello to me. Because um, <laughs> you left for a week. I left for a week. And Tried to come back like nothing had happened. This is how much I see these children. And straight up you know stank face from the baby girl which is not uncommon but mm-hmm. baby boy you just don't treat me that way and he was just like mm, no and like moving away from me and I was like what is happening here <laughs> wouldn't let me put on pajamas I was like I'm actually doing serving you and I can't even Mm-mm. see you no he's like didn't nobody ask you for all that where you been and, He's gonna walk in my house and put my pajamas on. I ain't yeah. seen you for a week. Right. Didn't do, usually demand to <laughs> use my phone and want me to play songs. None Keep of your that. phone. Yeah. Keep your phone. No. And when I got up to leave, that is when that little man decided to talk. And he was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so very cold coming from a baby <laughs> it was and I was like why you do me like that that's not right and, and I was back like I was waiting for you to leave yeah oh, like God. straight up like bye, bye. been about time I was like really and he just kept saying it usually they like walk into the door and wave and they were like mm, guess we walk her to the door and wave we don't care they usually wait till I get in and drive off. They were like gone. I was like, okay. They were like, no, for real. Bye. Yes. We, <laughs> we got nothing for you. Gets to, to going. I was like, wow. So yeah, I was just going from being uplifted Mm-mm. and staying lifted up um, with the babies, not the other babies. The guy girls not wanting me to leave and like upset that I was leaving to people like, wink 
can you leave? Can you leave now? You're not leaving yeah. fast enough. Could you leave a little quicker, please? I was like, oh, these babies. I was like, I went from having like Stephen feeling happy to so so low. Yep. Oh yeah, they're they're a mess. Babies are they can hurt your feelings. Toddlers. Toddlers. As Donald Glover said, tiny hitless. Yep. Pretty much. It's like they're tiny Hitlers. So, Aww. what do you have to share? I just rambled for. Uh, it's really late here. It's so, so late. Um, what do I have? Uh, let's see. Thanks. Like I said, Thanksgiving was cool. At work, ate good. Um, then I feel like I did something this weekend. <laughs> um, you did go to Temecula. That's what I did. I knew God. there was something. Thank you. I was like, I did something day after. <laughs> so yeah, day after like, it was not like a day. Yeah. I, I swear. I went to the my, store. My brain. Um, yeah, so I went to Temecula with the girls, Annette and Solana. We had so much fun. It's really cute. I'd never been, none of us had ever been before. So it's, um, it's definitely worth going back. It's a lot closer than I had it in my brain for some reason I felt like it was like way far out there and it's not it like two two and a half hours no it's only an hour and a half okay yeah I had it like that too like that it was like over two hours away like you know like not as far as San Diego but almost but you know it's an hour and a half so you are kind of halfway to San Diego but it's not like I've had it like yeah like at least another hour further out um so no, just ninety miles. Um, <laughs> it's really quite. Uh, you close. know, that's my regular route, so I do that all the time. Right, right. So it was. Um, so it's a lot closer. It's really cute. It's like just a cute little like main, like kind of you know one long drag that's like the main street. Everything's off of there. Um, so we like you know went in and out of the little shops. We ate lunch. We went on a wine tour, which was so much fun. And oh, you would have loved this. It was in um one of those um London taxi cabs. Oh, I love those little black cabs. Uh huh. Oh, I love them. So it was so cute. And of course, it seated four. So there was like yes. this, like seat really meant for you. Mm. And um, did you guys pour a glass of wine out for me? Mm, we may have dead. drunk it I'm rather than pour it out. Didn't do that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We may have it just drank in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah, so we did that, and that was just the tour was a lot of fun, and we did like kind of a later in the afternoon tour that started like at two thirty and went to like six thirty. So it was just like, you know three wineries and the lady who was our driver was really nice and we just you know had a good time then we came back and had like a nice hearty dinner and then made our way back to the car and drove home so it was actually like a really nice day like we were basically like we left um Annette's place like right at 10 in the morning and we were back at her house by about like 10 you know like it's like a 12 hour like literally like a half a day away um so it was perfect it was really nice so that was fun um and um yeah so that was my that was actually the big thing because I had a three-day weekend I had Friday through Sunday and um Saturday I just chilled 
uh, for the most part, you know, and my usual Sunday, everything, you know, meal prep and getting ready for the week. But, um, oh, and I started this week. Um, so remember my trainer, Alejandro? Okay. Something happened. I don't know what, but like he's no longer with the gym or whatever. So I had gotten a message, um, a text message from this trainer that was assigned to me, a girl named Anna. Um, so you just gonna have all people in your life named Anna. Yeah, I know. Except this Anna. So my cleaning lady, her name is Anna, but this Anna spells it with two N's. And, um, and so she was like, oh, I, you know, she had reached out to introduce herself and let me know that, you know, she was my, my new trainer that had been assigned to me or whatever. And I was like, oh, no, you know, so I didn't want to, like, pry, like, what happened to the other guy, you know, like, I don't know. I always, it's funny, because I always sensed that there was some, like, he seemed to, like, always have some interaction with the management. Um, I, like just like it just seemed like there was a little tension there I guess from some of the interactions that I'd seen him have so it wasn't I wasn't actually shocked and I'm assuming that it had that there was something to do with that um so he's no longer with the company or you know with the gym or whatever so I got this new lady but she's actually really good I met with her for the first time this past Tuesday and um and she's gonna work out just fine I think so I actually kind of like being with a female trainer, um, better. Um, you know, we, uh, I had, I had previously worked with our, our mutual trainer, uh, Cynthia Clark, um, for a long time. And I really liked working with her and it, you know, like I said, Alejandro was good, but like, there's something about like, um, I don't know. I think like women, like get like your, the goals that you're going for a little bit better. They understand more like, the type of definition that you're looking for you know like what you want when I explain to her like what it is that I'm wanting to improve and you know whatever in terms of look and definition she kind of like got it I felt like more and yeah so I think she's gonna work out great so so yeah so that's something new and um yeah and then my and then I'm all about like well you know you and I have been texting and talking this week about getting ready for next week because this time next week i will be at lax getting ready to board a flight to the atl to come get you so that we can go to new york city yeah so i'm Um, excited about them yeah so oh i also wanted to mention where i'm sorry were you done yeah that was it looking forward to new york that was my last thing okay so Speaking of that, I um, wanted to announce that we're going to have a special guest. Oh, that's right. Um, coming up. We were supposed to have him scheduled for next week, but I don't think that's going to happen. I need to reach back out to him and um, check his schedule because you will be, as you said, in the airport at LAX, mm-hmm. so not really prime. Um, podcasting conditions and then Mm-mm. we'll be in New York and as we've known, as we've learned we don't podcast when we're <laughs> we're together yeah <laughs> we don't do doesn't. well when we're together we don't, because we're hitting those streets so, those um, New York streets yes, and I don't know how hard we're going to hit it because it's going to be cold 
So, um, well, we're gonna hit something. We're gonna hit something. We're gonna hit maybe not be out on the street all that much, but we're gonna be places. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, let's say we're gonna have a very exciting uh, guest, and um, look. Do you want to give one clue? Um, I've known him for a very long time. (laughs) That's no clue. Everybody, nobody knows. Some, give a clue that has to do with some of his credentials. Okay, he is an award-winning cinematographer mm-hmm. and has worked with some of the best in the biz. Mm-hmm. And because of him, Andrea is one degree separation to right. common. So. Has a podcast and um, has a movie that he produced that is out making the um, what do you call it? Festival circuit. festivals, yeah. Them. Yeah, so we had a great chance to see it while um, it was here in Atlanta for a festival. Mm-hmm. Was it Black Star? I think I can't remember the name. I think it's yeah. It was one of your Let's Get Personals of several episodes back. Yeah, which was I never followed. Did I ever follow up with the fact that he actually wasn't here? Yes, you did. That was part of the report. Okay. Still mad about that because <laughs> again, he's such a delight. As um, Andrea finally got to see because, like, yes, he's quite delightful. He would travel to, he travels, you know, he's in business, travels to L.A. a lot. And so we'd go out for drinks or whatever whenever he was in town. And I would always talk about this friend who has a very distinctive name. And to the point I thought people thought, you know, that I made him up. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have drinks with such and such. I'm like, you don't do nothing. What are you talking about? Like, everywhere you go, like, one of us is with you. Like, yep, let's drink. Da-da-da. And so Andrea was like, oh, no. Next time he is in town, we go in. Mm-hmm. that's what happened and great time so yeah so fun oh I just remembered one more thing because talking about that made me think of Morgan who was there that night uh-huh. and that made me think of the fact that I went to my first National Hockey League game last week how do you feel about it I enjoyed it a great deal okay um, so my yeah. na- it totally out of the blue, my na- downstairs neighbor text messaged me and was like, this was the night before Thanksgiving, Wednesday night. I was on my way home from work and he was like, hey, I have two free ticks to tonight's LA Kings game. They're yours if you want them. And I was like, oh, you know, so I called him and I was like, okay, well, let- I was like, I'm definitely interested, but let me find out. Let me find somebody, you know, to go with. Now, that was actually the funniest part of the whole process. Because, again, it's the night before Thanksgiving. You know, some people are out of town. And the other thing is, as you are well aware, ice hockey is not what you would call a black sport. And so (laughs) I (laughs) struggled to find somebody to go with me. Everybody was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, come on, let's go to a hockey game. It's like how I feel with getting black people to go to baseball games with me. But I think that's just one step worse. Yeah, no, it's still like, it's, it's one, yeah, it's and and it's very cold. So, 
Um, so yeah, so uh, it took me a minute to call around and find, you know, someone who was both available, both interested and available because there's plenty of people who were available (laughs) but not that many people that were interested so it was just really funny because I was like come on it's free you know so anyway uh finally our girl mutual friend Morgan she was uh she was like yeah I'm there I'm not I'm home you know and it's funny because I I at first thought of her, but discounted her, not because I didn't think she'd want to go, but because it was the night before Thanksgiving. I was really assuming she was out of town. Yeah, she didn't go out of town for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. Right. So I was like, so I was just like, no, I was like, uh, and then I thought even if she, I was like, if Morgan's here, she's working. And if she's not working, it's because she's already out of town. So I kind of like discounted her and then kind of made, you know, like just moved on to like the next people on my list who I thought might want to go. Um, so it was just funny. Um, there were a couple of people who wanted to go but couldn't, like you know, who were like otherwise committed. Um, but yeah, so anyhow, I went. I really like it. Like I could get into, I could get into it. I could get into ice hockey. Like it was. I need to learn the rules. There was definitely like you know, like it. Obviously, the goal of it is obvious, but like there's a lot of like tactical and like rule type based stuff that I was like, okay, why is that okay? But that's not okay. You know, like. So trying to follow, and it's also so fast. Oh, I, I could fa- never know where I never knew where the ball was. The puck. I mean the puck. Yes. Right <laughs> the ball. Um, I was like, where is that? Yeah, I felt like um, like my cat, like her, like Maggie, when she's like you know chasing something around and she like loses track of it or whatever you know, and she's like all like frantic trying to grab it or catch it um that's what it felt like I was just like my eyes are not fast enough for this game like where did it go it was just over there and you know so so but I I could get into it and plus there's fighting like there's always like the threat of just like violence breaking out (laughs) like it's really pretty cool um so yeah we had a good time and it is super cold though like it was um like when we walked in, you know, it's the Staples Center. So when we walked into, you know, you would go through the the ticket scanning and like you get into the lobby and there's like a mist floating in the air, like dry ice. That's what oh. it looks like. And I was like, what's with the like, you know, is there a magic show? <laughs> no, is there a magic show? And then it was, and then we were both like, wait, and like both of us were sort of like, wait, what is this? Like what? And then it was like, oh, no, this is like frost in the air that's coming like off of the ice rink out into the lobby. Like that's how cold it is. Um, so yeah, so it's a straight up winter wonderland. But other than that, like you basically need to, you know, wear a good jacket or bring a lap blanket so that you're not freezing. Uh, we were pretty cold, um, but it's fun. It's fun. I could get into it. And yeah. and um, I want to drive this. I want to drive the Zamboni. Oh, and that's a thing. Like, you get to, like, there's these, like, we don't get to drive it, but you get to ride on it. Yes. At the different intervals. So, yeah, it's very cool. So, that was my other, I knew there was something else. Yeah. The only thing, like, I didn't, um, I didn't like, you know, like, I do the sports. I like going to sporting events more than I like a lot of the sports. And, like, football. Like, I don't like going to a football game. I don't I really care less about football. But I was, like, it was my first hockey game, I guess that was a few years ago. 
and know the things like the chants and the things oh. you do. Like I was like, I don't, I don't know the things. I, right. I can't participate. So I was like, I gotta go learn the things. Yeah. <laughs> the things yeah. And the chants with the Salem. So like you said, like learning the rules and stuff. So yeah, I could definitely get into it. It's super cool. Yeah, it's fast paced. It's fun. There's there's a uh, there's a potential for violence. It's all great. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, there are a little more black players than we think, but honestly, it's hard to even know who's black and not. <laughs> Yeah, it's mostly it's mostly a very uh, rugged uh, looking mm-hmm. and some and often pretty good looking white guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even the toothless ones, girl. Even the toothless ones. Yeah. So I don't know how big a roster is for um, hockey, but apparently. The Kings have six black players. Okay, and I don't remember seeing nary one of them. But again, there's so much going on. Yeah, there's just so much. And then, like the other thing that we couldn't figure out was like, okay, so you know how like, um, in any sport, like you know, some players will get called back in from the field, and others get you know, like they trade you know players on and off, you know. Mm-hmm. That just would happen continuously. Like all of a sudden, like a slew of other players would come on, and and like and there, and, but there was like no break in the action. Like there's all it just happens. Like the game is in motion, the puck is active. Like things are happening. And all of a sudden, like swoosh, swoosh. Like three or four players switch out, and they're like, "What? Who? Like how did they know? Like who called? Like you know, like where is that taking place? And like you know, like it's it. There's just so it's definitely not a boring sport. Like, it's not a boring game because you're like, you know, and I feel like, okay, if I knew it was happening, this would be even better. Like, because I would like get what, you know, like where the strategy behind all this is. So, um, so most of it was like, there's a, a lot of it that was just puzzling and confusing, but I was just like, okay, I just makes me want to know more. Like, so it was good. I'm down with ice hockey. Go, go Kings. Go Kings! Go Kings! They're winners. They're winners. All right, girl. It's super late. I, you yeah, need to get to bed. I need to get to bed. And I gotta get up early in the morning, which is finish. Find me another lover. Gotta mm-hmm. get up. Oh, that's not why, but I. Right. Mm-hmm. So, all right, girl. Like <laughs> that's not why. All right. <laughs> that's not why. It's not a bad reason to get up, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. All right, I Bye. will. Uh, I will see you next week, mm-hmm. and and we'll we'll talk to you all at some point. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait, tell me everything at gmail.com.